I bet that cocky son of a bitch is going to pop the tarp off at some point. <laughs> I'm so sick of this. Why would you ever put the tarp back on? Tarp's off. Time for a tilly. <laughs> God. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Look. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Hoochie Koo. <laughs> Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? Guys, it's one of the most wonderful months of the year. It's Blade <laughs> Month. Yeah, we we found an excuse to bring the best three movies, the worst three (laughs) movies. It was the APOC of Wesley Snipes, Blade, baby. But this week, it's kind of Blade. Dave, elaborate. So Yeah, last week we experienced the highs of Blade 2. Now we are on to the lows of Blade Trinity. (laughs) The end of Wesley Snipes' career as the titular character. Um, And we have thoughts about it. It's been a while, and we're all not over it yet. All right, Dave, before we get too far along, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You got a little too drunk last night, and you stumbled into a garage full of vampire hunters. And fortunately for you, these vampire hunters have a Q-like character that builds a bunch of ridiculous gadgets. One of them happens to be a UV bow that opens up a beam that is, as the movie says, Half the temperature of the sun. Unfortunately for you, you're like a normal person, like the rest of us. And we're idiots and terrible with tools. And when you turn it on, it's just going to cut your motherfucking head off. So in the 10 seconds before you decapitate yourself out of sheer incompetence, sell us on this movie. Blade loses Whistler and gains a Scooby gang while they try to spread vampire COVID in a fight against Dracula. And yes, I love that you brought COVID into it. That's absolutely perfect. Yeah, it was a Scooby gang. COVID. And Dracula slaps. I hate, I look, Bravo, this, that may be the last time today I say Drake. I hate that <laughs> name so much. Why did you make Dracula the villain if you're not going to call him Dracula? I have an opinion on that. We'll talk about He that goes later. by Drake now. Why? Do you know how many times <laughs> I shouted why at my television while I was watching this? But why? Do you think that's the first thing he's going to do after yeah. waking up? Yeah. After like a thousand year nap? Yeah. Hey, I want to change wait, wait, my wait, name. Wait, wait, wait. Shut up. Shut up. Is my name still cool? <laughs> oh, what's we like need a, to fix What's that. like a hip? Let's Let's workshop this real quick. And then we can talk about your blade thing. Can I do a symbol? No, some prince already ruined that. God okay, Drake's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it first, cuneiform bitch. Case, uh, me and my laser bow has gone just about as well as you would expect it to. Um, so you're now responsible for picking up my personal effects from the mortuary. Uh, unfortunately, that also includes the laser bow, and Yay. I'm afraid you're uh, not any more I want discount laser hair removal. You know how this is going to go. Yeah. I don't want to show a stranger my snatch. I really... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do it myself at home. I told you you shouldn't try it, but damn it, you're going to try it anyway. So in the 10 seconds before, to be fair, the hair will be removed. <laughs> Sell us on this movie. Wesley Snipes is cut out of his own weird Skinamax spinoff. Come for the Ryan Reynolds torture scene and then come once more for posterity. Seven seconds. And that was scarily meta accurate to the film. Scarily meta accurate. You and I watched this film in very different ways, I think. But Oh, yeah. It was 2004. <laughs> I am 17 years old. Before we get too far into Casey's libido and fantasies, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. The beginning of Blade Trinity is is kind of a whirlwind. Some vampires dig up the OG Dracula, who is from ancient Sumeria, because something, something killed the Daywalker. 
then Blech. the vampires go full Karen by tricking Blade into killing a human on film. And they use that footage to get the feds interested who raid Blade's hideout and kill Whistler again. Blade gets imprisoned by the feds until Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Beale break him out violently. Beale turns out to be Whistler's daughter, Abigail, who's got this like hot Hawkeye vibe going on. Kind of works for me. Um, Reynolds <laughs> is Ryan Reynolds. He's a hot, wise, cracking, vampire-killing Van Wilder. So Ryan Reynolds as Ryan Reynolds, just in a vampire film now. So they're they're part of this club called they call themselves the Night Stalkers, and they've developed a, a weapon, a bioweapon. It's a virus, and they wanted to cause a pandemic to kill them. So like Dave said, right? It's a uh, <gasps> foreshadowing it's in real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but but to no, get this, because it's from a bat. Yes, oh! COVID from Wuhan it's from vampires boom blade trinity predicting the future they need some pure vampire blood to, to make the bioweapon work and not this impure 300th generation shit right so lucky for them old drake is a perfect being or so the film tells us and he has perfect blood to do genocide with dracula's perfection makes him immune to most of the vampire weaknesses including sunlight but that won't really be used, so we can just move on. There's one scene where he's going to throw a baby off a roof, and then we just never talk about it again. <laughs> Vampires love to throw kids and like, you know what? I've got goals now. Dracula wants to find out how tough Blade really is, so he isolates him from his new partners. See, Dracula thinks the humans and the vampires suck and just wants a do-over on everything, which of course means more genocide. <laughs> Who's genocide, genocide is it anyway, right? Come on. Blade and crew find that Drake is making human Capri Sun factories. And they trash one of them, which pisses Drake off. So he hits up the hideout while Abigail and Blade are out and kills everyone. Except for Ryan Reynolds, because we needed a sexy shirtless torture scene. This, of course, leads to Blade and Jessica Biel rescuing Ryan Reynolds. Once they've done that, Blade confronts Dracula in their final showdown. It's a brutal sword fight until Jessica Biel attempts to shoot Dracula with the one and only vampire virus arrow. Which he, of course, just catches out of midair. Then he drops it on the ground, and Jessica Biel puts another arrow in his shoulder. Blade scoops up the vampire virus arrow, shoving it straight into Drake's gut. The virus takes hold, he dies, he spews out viral particles that immediately kill all the vampires in the immediate vicinity. This shit makes COVID look like some infection that, that doesn't spread well. Don't, don't at me, I don't, I don't know shit about viruses. Dracula decides that Blade fought with honor, so he's going to do him a favor. Because, you know, sword fights, you always got to have a comment about fighting with honor. I don't know. It's not clear. Whatever the reason, Dracula shapeshifts into Blade so that the feds think he died. It was his parting gift. He said that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess. The film ends with Blade waking up just as he was about to be autopsied, and one of the orderlies looks like a fucking snack. Which checks out after you've had a really wicked nap. Wasn't that Drake? No. Well, not in the yeah, version we that... watched. <clears throat> oh, I thought that was supposed to be Drake. So, the the original ending, if you would have went if you would have went in the theaters and watched Blade Trinity, I you would have you would have watched at the end the Blade body when they go to cut it open turn turn into, into Drake Drake's again. body. And he's yes. dead. And he was still dead. Dracula turns into Blade. Yes. Dies, retains the blade body, blade leaves the scene, the police forget, the police take the Dracula body, and later discover, oh wow, this dude was super weird inside, and they just move on from there. Then, we rewrite it. So now, that is Blade, who wakes up and escapes from there, and I guess Dracula turned into Blade for just no reason whatsoever? Because there's still only one blade body when the cops show up, and that's the one that they have that is now waking up. Um, and, and it also implies that Blade murders the shit out of that orderly. Fun fact, uh, because in the original version, the Dracula Blade was supposed to have been dead the whole time, they'd already filmed that. And Wesley Snipes just laid there with his eyes closed eh, because he's playing a dead body, you know? So his eyes okay. are going to be closed. Sure. They rewrote the movie and said, hey, Wesley, we need to reshoot this because you're going to wake up and attack some people and get away now. And Wesley said, go fuck yourself. So if you watch that scene, you can very clearly tell that those eyes are just green screened on top of the body because Wesley refused to open his eyes for the retake. I thought they looked weird. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yay. Good for him. 
good for him. No, fuck That's them. incredible. The original version of this, that was Dracula. He stayed dead. And Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel just, like, took Blade in his coma. And yeah. And like, yeah, we're going to keep him himself. around as a backup. Also, I think it's really adorable. You thought I was listening anytime Ryan Reynolds was talking in this movie because it was <laughs> borderline painful for me. There's a lot of Ryan Reynolds voiceover, and it is not helping at all. Why did we've had two movies of Blade opening and closing the films with narration? Why are we giving it to Reynolds now? No, we didn't have two. In the first one, we uh, so there's a whistler. The, I, and he went, here, this is a rant of mine, Dave. You've you've triggered something that I'm really cranky about because Blade One has a fucking brilliant opening and there is no narration and I love it. And Blade Two starts with narration that sucks, but then the opening is still great. And Blade Three ruins all of it. It 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 is fucking terrible because it's one it's narration from Ryan Reynolds who we don't know at all yet. Why is he narrating that at all? And two, it's not fun and fucking exciting. It completely goes in the wrong direction. Why do we start on, like, talking points? Like, why are we watching a TV show through a right. movie? I don't right. want that. No. See, I, I, I just tuned out the Ryan Reynolds narration because, it, <laughs> like, it's, it's dumb and it's stupid and it's pointless, so... I can just ignore it because it's mostly coming over credit style sequences anyways. Um, but I'm glad you brought up the the Blade opening sequences of like Blade 1 and then Blade 2 because that also just gets completely thrown out the goddamn window here with this immediate trip to Sirius slash Iraq to wake up Dracula. Right, I hate right. so much. Right, because Blade 1 and 2 start with Blade being Blade, doing action, and that always sets the tone for the character and what's going on, and it it really is an awesome framing device for the, the type of action film that we we're, we're get out of these Blade films. And this one takes us to Syria to set off some kind of mystery plot, and it is, to call it lackluster and limp dick feels complimentary as fuck. Okay, can I just, let me say one nice thing about the opening well, I guess not opening, but the one of the first scenes of when they're in Syria trying to wake up Dracula. Mm. My favorite part is while Dracula is the hot guy from Prison Break, internally, Dominic Purcell. Yeah. he's an old man, and I feel that. And coming back to 2004, which was a very sensitive time for me, you know, I was a young gal, still developing. When they go and wake him up, the first thing he does, and I cannot stress how 2004 this fucking movie is. <laughs> the hair choices we were making, children, never Oof. go back. Yeah. Never go back. The clothing, the makeup, everything is so garish and awful. But the one thing that talked to my old man heart was as soon as Drake wakes up, he sees one fallout boy-looking motherfucker, and that's the first person he murders. Oh, and I no! Think, like, the only person he murders. Like, he let the le rest of the Scooby gang live because Triple H was there. But he killed that guy with that fucking... Fallout boy hair is just a knockoff flock of seagulls. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> yeah. He did the right You're thing. We should have never done it. We should have no. never. That's up there with the Bieber. It, it, the Bieber evolved from the fallout boy and it's terrible and the, the bloodline should be wiped out. And it isn't until after all this that we get blade in action and it's in blade in action, though, for the purposes, not of so much of, of selling us on the blade character, but for purposes of setting up the Karen moment so that they can set up the main tension in the film. But it really that it that really doesn't culminate until the raid too. So I think we got to talk well, about like wait, this intro the chase open, scene when Wesley the Snipes is first introduced. Yeah. His opening scene, you said looked like a supercut from the old blades. It looked like the same old set everything, but he did have a whip knife this time, which was oh, sick yeah. as fuck. It was. But okay, let's I I want to go through this both of these scenes and a couple of highlight and highlight a couple of points in both of them because even though that chase sequence does kind of work for me it yeah. pisses me off that they couldn't even be bothered to like watch the previous movies before they wrote this one 
Right. Because that whole sequence in Syria, I just bitched last week about the fact that sunscreen previously would keep a vampire safe and now combat armor in Blade 2, they'll still get burned through. And now Blade 3, they go to Syria, they put on paintball masks and the same combat armor and they're fine in broad daylight. Yeah, right. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Going through but the fucking it, desert. Right. But then immediately after that, we get the chase sequence of Wesley Snipes getting set up to kill a human. And it's admittedly a pretty goddamn good fight and chase sequence with a few complaints. But whip knife, like Dave. It. Whip I like knife. It a lot. Knife that you yeah. swing is whip with whip knife, knife on end. Fucking whip tits. knife. I love the whip knife. What I don't fucking like Very is they shoot up Blade's car in that sequence. Yeah. We I know. never let anything happen to his car before. Yes. And hey, if we're going to talk about DVD extras, I'm going to bring up the fact that in the DVD extras for Blade 2, they specifically talked about how in development Blade was going to be driving a really fucked up charger with all kinds of bullet holes in it. And then somebody was like, hey, but what if he's like super into his car and this could be a fun character thing that he has to keep it like mint at all times. So they cleaned up the car and included the scene in Blade 2 where he stops the motorcycle just short yeah. of it and gives his car a kiss. Yeah. yeah, It's great and it's cute. And they said, fuck that this week and shot his car. Like, watch the movies. Why do yeah. I know more about your universe than you do? Yeah. You wrote them. I'm like, I'm not trying to, like, gatekeep Blade here, but, like, <laughs> right. can we right. kind of stay a little true to right. anything? You wrote them. I'm just watching clips of you talking about this. Right. And they don't, Dave, it's not even just that they shoot up the car, because they do shoot up the car, but there's a point, and it's, it's awesome, where Blade breaks and sends one of the motorcyclists through the back window, which he then fucking probably kills him in the passage to Cersei. And I, I love that. I I think it's fucking great. But it does. It destroys the vehicle. And then he also hits the other one from the front, smashes the front window in. I mean, he, he would have completely... And then he would have also ate that fucking motorcycle, although it gets shoved to the side. Can I reason. say something? Yeah, I'm please. in my 2004 feelings, and it yeah. really, like, I was deep in it watching this movie. My question was, they have a blade serum inhaler. We've got whip knives. We have all yeah. this crazy technology. Blade hasn't, like, had Whistler go pimp my ride on his ass and make bulletproof glass and, you know, like, a bulletproof exterior or something more nah, protective for his car. Just at least UV turtle lights, wax. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> like anything? Nope. 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 Last movie, Whistler was yelling at the the second hottest guy in um Boondock Saints about him not like treating the car right. right. And this is how like Blade's bringing it home on a Thursday. Right. Also, just ramping it out of the back of a semi, like it was love a very cool oh, yeah. So yeah, I love that. I love, I love that. It. But I okay. So hold on. No. Before but. he even gets there, he's being chased, and he jumps onto the semi, and then yes. gets in the back and fucking drives his charger out the back, and it is all of like it is like a badass GI Joe shit. No, doesn't it's, he? He ends up on the hood of the car behind the semi first, and the guy's like, "What the yeah, fuck?" Yeah, he yeah, gets yeah. In yeah. the semi, That's and then right. ramps his car over that guy while that right. guy is shitting himself. Yeah, yeah, and it's fucking, it's bad as fuck. I love. First it. of all, you should I'm not have been driving it. that close to a semi, right. sir. So. If one <laughs> blade can jump from your car to the semi, that's uh, a ticket. I, I I have two questions about this scene. Number one. Can you ramp a Dodge Charger out of the back of a moving semi and drive it after? It's no, also a Dunhill no. Charger as well. It's oh, an original from the year okay. Blade was born. It's a half okay. vampire, half Charger. Absolutely yeah. not. You would fucking just shut destroy. Up, Jenny. Just shut up. No, <laughs> fuck you. Car. This is not the hill we can even trip over. This whole movie's a train wreck, and we are hyper focused on something really trivial. Fine, yes, but number two. Let's talk about vampires wearing fucking night goggles. I said I got two <laughs> things. I got to say it real quick. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. As you said, Blade tries to jump onto the semi, falls onto the roof of a car next to the semi, and then jumps yeah. from there back onto the semi, right? It's, you know, like Behind, the little matrix yes. sequence there. That's That same guy then immediately decides to tailgate the same semi, which has its <laughs> back open. What the fuck is going through his head? I don't Red know. Rage, is this bro. in Chicago? Because it might make sense. He's just real All angry. Right. He just wants to fuck with this semi. Right. Fuck this guy. All right. 
I'm sorry. I'm done with that particular weird sequence of shots. They just it's such a bad script. Right. So we're not even through the intro to the film, right? Because, no. <laughs> because <laughs> we still then we get then we get Wesley Snipes getting set up, right? Blake gets set up for killing this human and and suddenly the feds are after him again more. I don't know. Whatever. We don't we don't need this excuse. Right. And so then Blake goes back to Whistler and and the feds raid the place. And once again, Whistler is killed off fucking screen again. Like, this is supposed to be one of the most important characters in the Blade I, universe. Okay. He's clearly one of the most important characters to Blade, and they can't even fucking kill him on screen once. I mean, no, he wasn't off screen. We yeah, seen him no. Get like, up. what? Do you want like direct eye contact into the yes. camera while he's exploding yeah. like a pizza <laughs> right, like roll? A yeah. I want to feel it. No, that doesn't we, like. He, no, that wasn't an off screen death. We. The the Fuck death you. of the psychologist is an off screen death where they're just no, like, yeah, Oh, he's dead. You get to that's watch true. him push the button and he's like, Get right. out, Blade Like Right, like don't move a finger and like what about this one? <laughs> what about oh it's my middle one? Leonard <laughs> <laughs> I do love his attitude though, because as soon as the feds break in, Whistler's like, Yeah, I'm shooting some feds and I'm like, and yeah! He's like, Don't kill people and then the feds go and like, Well, feds aren't people. Well, so. feds aren't people. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Do you think love this it. was like a snipes commentary? I love feds his revolutionary attitude. It's great. It's Me so too. great. I do love that, yeah, the whole premise of this is that Blade was caught on film killing a human, so now the feds are after him. Even though the feds later in the film point out that they have him linked to dozens of murders right. already. And I'm arson! Like, Blade's never really given a shit about fucking up humans before. <laughs> he drove around with a cop in the trunk in Blade 1. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, did, I don't get why they suddenly care about him killing a human other than, like, it got on the news this time. But whatever. Um, minor quibble with the whole Whistler sequence. When he dies, he's running around the building, turning on the self-destruct on all of the computers they have. Yeah, yeah. And it's blatantly obvious they told him. I, it's This is just a me thing, but I can really, really tell when someone is typing nonsense and just <laughs> slapping the keyboard. Oh, yeah. His last one was bad. It was just like, mish, mash, delete my cash. Like, now the feds are raiding me, too. <laughs> I... I am not I even a tech person. I wish you would have sang that like, so badly. Have a big red button. Sure. They're yeah. The, yeah. They're the type of psychos that I believe they'd hook up a single big red button. It's right. Fine. Right. And so that that's how we set up the intro to this movie. And Blade gets ends up in custody uh, of the feds because because okay. reasons. The feds, but also we get the introduction to our favorite vampire familiar. John Michael Higgins. You oh, know yeah. him. You yeah. love him from yes. Best in Show, Pitch Perfect. He's the announcer guy, and he's a fuck and Avatar. I love him. Yeah, in in Blade Trinity, he plays a uh, a, a famous psychologist who's secretly a familiar for the vampires that that they're using to trick Blade and get him into custody. And I love the fact that John Michael Higgins in Blade Trinity is arguably one of his most serious performances. And he's probably the breakout character in it. He's the only one who actually fucking acts, so... There's probably a hot take there, because um, some people have opinions on Parker Posey. Don't come for Wesley Snipes. Okay, so I guess the reason I say he's the only one that acts, and this is the script, not necessarily the actors. He's the only one that has an actual, like, storyline... That <laughs> develops in any way. They don't just right. stop the film to announce the next part of their story and then do nothing for a while. Like, it's almost a twist when it's revealed that, like, oh, hey, he's actually a familiar and has been working with the vampires the whole time. Yeah. It's almost a twist. That is a perfect description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were almost surprised. You're like, oh, that, I almost didn't see that coming. Uh, and I kind of have to give him some credit just because I love the scene when he's questioning Blade and asks him, do you know who the president is? And Blade responds, an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, I love that line so much. 
I just want to point out, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Graham has given that same response when she was in a rehab facility. Like, because she was old, yeah. they had to ask him every, like, hey, do you know what year it is? Do you know your middle name? Do you know who's president? And, like, getting asked that six times a day when you don't feel good, it wears on you, especially if it's for weeks at a time. So, like, it was real Graham energy where I was like, Blade really is an old man inside, and that's why I love him. Okay, Jay, you had some pretty visceral reactions to Parker Posey as whatever the fuck her name was in this movie, the main vampire Danica. bad lady. Danica. Yeah. I don't know. There's this take on Parker Posey that she's uh, really one of the best because she's very campy in this, and I think she does camp well. I, I really do. Um, I It's difficult for me to reconcile that though because blade wesley snipes is not playing a campy character he's playing a grimdark character and the contraposition of her campiness with dracula being ridiculously grimdark and blade being grimdark doesn't work for me so it's more of a stylistic clash i would have liked to have seen her as that character in a campy vampire movie in blade trinity it it fucking feels out of place to me I think it would have been okay if she was a lesser character. Campy is okay for your less on screen, sure. your less right. higher the John ranking Michael roles, but like the higher ranking roles need to be more serious. See, I one, I don't I think she either needed to be less of a character or more of a character. She's just in a really awkward spot where she just yeah. doesn't have enough screen time for any type Middle of Middle management evil. That's kind of fair. Right. But I <laughs> I don't think Campy and Grimdark are mutually exclusive, especially in something like a Blade where the Grimdark is more of an aesthetic choice than it is an emotional one. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. More than a tone, I would you say. You know, you can have that aesthetic and still play a campy villain. I'd argue that our bad guy in the first Blade 100% was that. He uses the Grimdark emo language and he perfect. chewed the fucking scenery like it he was did. Uh, Steven Dorff is so good, man. Mm, I Steven. just love his villain. The problem with Parker Posey's character here is that she never really has anything to do. Every plot line that she's involved with essentially resolves as soon as we see her. The very first scene, she wakes up Dracula, and then there's nothing really for her to do for the rest of the film. It's just about Dracula and the plot line and the virus and all of that. There's this sort of B plot about her and Hannibal King, but it's never really flushed out either. Yeah, but no. what, why didn't Dracula just kill her? Because he didn't need her for anything. Plot reasons. He waited to the end of the movie to wake up Dracula. Right. So then, like, he was already doing his own. He wasn't, like, living with Dracula for eight months in this weird Manhattan flat. Like, yeah. it it doesn't make any sense. Right. As Dave called out, there's there's no reason for Dracula to have hung out for six months, and there's no reason for Dracula to have kept them around, especially since his plan is explicitly to do, do, do the bigger genocide, to genocide them all. Genocide them all. Right. Genocide yeah. them all. So I I think she could have been a fantastic character, and at her strongest is the sequence when her and the rest of the vamp squad are going to pick up Blade after uh, John Michael Higgins has revealed that he's a familiar and that Blade's going to get picked up, because that's where she's actually relevant to the plot of what's happening in the film, you know? And we get uh, what I feel is the strongest sequence of the movie, at least one of the best action sequences of Blade's breakout from there, and the oh, yeah. with her and Triple H and all the rest of the vampires. Yeah, the the escape sequence is quite fun. I enjoyed the escape sequence. Um, there's like some good martial combat. The uh, I guess the only time right, um, Jessica Biel uses a bow and arrow, and and I very rarely am pro bow and arrows. Uh, I think it works when you're a vampire hunter. Yeah. Love the bow and arrow. Yeah. Love the arrow with the screw that screws through doors. Yeah, to yeah, get yeah. yeah. The I love the Hawkeye arrows. Love Hawkeye, the Hawkeye arrows. Hawkeye does not have shit on her bow and arrow in this movie. I absolutely <laughs> adore it. She's ricocheting arrows off walls. Yeah. She's got drill arrows that go through doors. Right. She's got daylight arrows that explode on a delay. It's delightful. I love it really it. is. It really is. While I didn't enjoy them forcing her to be Whistler's daughter, I liked her character. You know why? Stupid. She didn't talk a lot. <laughs> I love. I loved once everybody later in the movie, like everybody in the compound was either dead or kidnapped. It was just her and Blade 
not talking to each other, getting ready to go kick some ass. And I really loved that. She was very competent at ass kicking. She was both an accomplished uh, marksman with her bow and her martial combat skills. Because we see her take on four vampires at once as a human and fucking wreck them. Wreck them. So uh, she mm. she's super competent throughout the film. Yeah, I, I do. I've been shitting on the script of this movie a lot, so I do want to include one compliment for David S. Goyer and his script for this, uh, including four shitty teenage snot-nosed vampire characters was a stroke of genius. I love yeah. watching them get murdered. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you, he very quickly communicates that they're reprehensible and gives us all the reasons to hate them and then puts them, sets them up to get murdered, and it's... And it's great. And and Jessica Biel does so with some fun tricks. She's got like a boot knife. She has a fake baby that that shoots out silver glitter to attack them. Right? Like there's just some glitter. clever garlic stuff powder. with it. Or garlic powder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake baby. Lamba lamba wolf. Fake I, baby. I loved Wham-ba-lam. it. Like it, it really, it, it's a good campy. It's fun action. And it slaps. Also, can I just say she's investing a lot in this fight scene. Because she's buying fresh vegetables and a loaf of French bread <laughs> that disappears. It's like, okay, are you going to get your fucking groceries? Do you not need to right. eat? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the same thing. Because originally she's, she's I guess she's like, she knows the vampires are hunting near this station. So she's trying to go out and be a, a tempting target for them. Yeah. So she's a playing twofer. the role of a young mother where she's walking around with a little baby in a, in a baby harness on her chest and a bag of groceries. And it's a Hollywood movie, so we've got to have the little loaf of bread and some lettuce sticking out of the top, so you know it's a bag of groceries. But yeah, that's an investment. Or maybe she's just pulling double duty. Like, hey, we need groceries for the hideout. If I yeah, take the long way Yeah, but where were the groceries? I checked the end. Like, yeah, no, they, the bag just disappeared when I was upset. Can we talk about why they had to make her... Uh, the, so the whole thing with Whistler's daughter is exclusively to not have to explain a linkage between why Blade was joining up with them, right? The 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 entire purpose was to give Blade a, a connection to um to the Night Stalkers that doesn't have to go through developing a relationship because they can just lean on, oh well, Whistler did this, you're in this life, blah 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 blah. And not only is it fucking lazy, it's just stupid. Right? Because one of Whistler's yeah. motivations is that his family was fucking killed. Yeah, and he wanted to be a family man. So, like, he accidentally got someone pregnant and then was just like, no, I can't settle down. Too many vampires. See you, sis. Right. So, like, we – and this is something we keep kind of touching on. And and I know, Dave, you want to talk about this later. But this is just another inconsistency with the other films. Like, hey, we established that that Whistler has this motivation. We bring him back, and then we're going to also kill him again. And also, he has a family. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean – it's not a family. She was born later out of wedlock. She hunted sure. down her father once. But, yeah, okay, if it was included just to give Blade an excuse to join them, not only is it stupid, it's also fucking unnecessary. They right. are the ones manufacturing Blade's new enhanced serum, which he needs to not turn into a full-on vampire. You already have to kind of trust them. Right. We have a plan that will wipe them out forever. You're in on this because you need serum and we're the source of that. Done. Right. It's right. already in the movie. Right. Correct. You don't have to trust them. You worked with vampires in the second one because you both had the same goal. Correct. We don't have to be BFFs. Why don't you let the trust grow? Maybe develop a character. This entire scene is written as though the other two movies never happened. Like, this whole movie is written like the other two movies have never happened, and it makes me really sad. I had my doubts. You guys kept saying, Blade 3 is the worst Blade. Blah, blah, blah. And oh, I, I would say that is the largest gap. I have, I've seen the first and second one more recently than the third. I, I left the third one in like 2008. So I was like, no, it's not that bad. I remember watching it all the time. Oh, man. And then no. I remembered it was just a DVD that everyone had. <laughs> and also <laughs> just happened to be on on the background at the party. Right. You just weren't you weren't watching like watching Wesley Snipes attempt to emote over Whistler's death or Jessica Biel over her blind friend's death later in the film. Oh, yeah. Natasha Leone. <sighs> OK, let's let's go in order. Number one, Blade's 
first like when he's really sad that um Whistler got shot is bad and sad and not believable. But once he crumpled down to the sad resigned crying, I I thought that was a lot better. Yeah. That was yeah. way better than his like no. His like like K-drama cry was pretty good. It's Wesley Snipes, man. He can cry on command. Reflecting back on it, this movie's got a lot more soap opera going for it than I'd appreciated when it first came out. It's got a shit ton of soap The character opera. deaths and over-emoting in response to it. Uh, Parker Posey's character, there's that one scene when they're all in their like vampire boardroom and she's on the table and she screams, fucking Hannibal King! And the zig yes. camera does a zoom cut in on her. That is some soap opera shit. That whole yeah. sequence is just a soap opera. They also have Parker Posey do the uh, the interrogation of Blade scene where they keep cutting to Blade not responding, basically, just being stone-faced, and then her leaning in into the ear and whispering shit into his fucking ear over and over and over and over. And, okay. and especially because she's, like, peak middle right there where she doesn't fit into to anything particularly. It's super melodramatic. Yeah, I... I didn't even really think about this at the time, but Jay, now that you mention it, the fangs in this movie were really goddamn bad compared to yeah. Blade 1 and 2. Yeah. Like, no one's fangs fit properly. Like, I Legitimately, the best I can think of is Triple H, and he had fucking, like, platinum Jaws teeth. It was Yeah, they gave weird. him Jaws fangs. And, and, like, Dominic Purcell's Dracula's, the bottom ones are more pronounced than the top ones. What the fuck? It's a vampire movie, guys. Right. I know. I know. I got to be honest. I don't think I looked at his mouth once. <laughs> it's like. I get that. Okay, so. Bring Casey, back low cut shirt on men. I got a question for you. Dominic Purcell as Dracula. How do you feel about it? Yes. Yeah, it's still Why? yes. He's still the one. Yeah, no, I was. The, he was the best part of that Blade movie for me in 2004. And. Okay. Second best in 2022. <laughs> uh He's he's fine as fuck. I don't like when he talks and stuff, but like <laughs> he fucking smolders, man. Yes, I I think he could have been a lot of fun as a campy Dracula villain. Yeah, like if he was like kind of out of time. Like I never had this hairline. You know what I mean? Right. Like if he was just like, what? This doesn't look like me. You like that sort of thing when he goes into this like vampire collectible store. He's like, hey, look at the. Like, if he looked at Count Chocula and was like, that's supposed to be me, rude. You know what I mean? Like, or just did something with that, a dry yeah. take on that that, like, the, the staff didn't get, but it was like a wink at the audience. That would have been fun. It wasn't fun, though. But that shirt, though, that tunic, <laughs> open tunic shirt, I just need a minute. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would have loved him as more of, like, a Boris Karloff-style Dracula. Or, again, I hate to keep bringing it back, but, like, Deacon Frost in Blade One was playing a very similar role of the hyper arrogant, you know, gonna yes. be the blood god, and it works yes. really well. Just very emote well. a bit at some point in the yeah, role. Yeah, he's a little too stoic. Dave, you were asking about low rise jeans and men in two thousand and four, and let me say <laughs> yes, absolutely a thing. Two thousand four to like hmm, two thousand eight. Actually, two thousand two to two thousand eight was like. The year of the pube of if you want to go out on a Friday night, you better be shaving your shit because everyone's wearing low rise everything. If your zipper is more than a quarter inch tall, you're wearing grandma pants, you fucking noob. Um, so, yeah, I was wearing low wearing rise it. in 2004. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is wearing this super low pair of I don't I can't tell you what the pants look like because. It's just his bush hanging out the top. Yeah, it really is. And that's is. where his vampire familiar tattoo is. Every single Blade movie we have seen, they're on the wrist or the neck. And, they like, a lot of the Blade movies, you have to scan your um, yeah. tattoo yeah, I was to thinking get in about places. that. So does he have right. to just, like, stick his, like, fupa into a barcode reader at the grocery store to scan his, like, vampire card? <laughs> I what hope is happening? so. God, I hope so. How does this uh. work? Why the fuck did we have the scene of Drake feeding on Parker Posey? What did that accomplish? It didn't kill her. It, di it did nothing. It was, again, the wrong kind of horny. It continued like, if she the trend of fed, horny blood sucking. 
Yeah, but it was the wrong kind of horny. And if she would have fed on him to become stronger, that would have made more sense. You know what I'm oh, saying? That been so much she'd more be like taking yeah. on Ryan Reynolds Actually. and Jessica Biel at the same time. Like, you know what I mean? That would have been cooler. But it wasn't. I have in my notes. Drake definitely wears Ed Hardy in affliction. And that's about like once I once he got on his streetwear look, I was like, oh, God, he has so much fucking jewelry on. Also, why did they keep one of his necklaces on for when he's like demon style? I was like, this chotch doesn't take off his fucking necklace to be a vampire. Jesus, his clothes exploded off, but the necklace stays. We talked about when uh, Drake breaks into the Scooby Gang's compound. And this is honestly one of the best scenes in the film because it builds suspense in a really good way of him pretending to be Whistler, going around, killing people and shit. Okay, that part is kind of meh, but Natasha Leone, when she realizes something's going on and she tells her kid to hide and she's like very like anxiously feeling her way around the facility. And like you see her walk by Patton Oswald's body and the other guy who gets two scenes in the movie and doesn't, she doesn't hit the body. So she doesn't know where they're at, but she does feel the blood on the ball. Oh, yeah. and just like right, and the they do a good job. I forget the name of the movie. I think it has Audrey Hepburn and Alan Arkin in it. It, may, it might not be Audrey Hepburn, but anyway, it, somebody famous in it. And she's a blind woman. I just remember viscerally of when she is, in her apartment and knocks the lights out and hides in the refrigerator while Alan Arkin's trying to kill her. It was still that same kind of like, oh my God, this is so nerve wracking. And she points at one point, she pulls out a gun and points the gun right at him. And if she would have shot and ice tea taught me this, if you pull the piece, you pull the trigger. <laughs> she would have got him. And it was like a vampire killing gun. But then she turned the other way because obviously she's blind. And she didn't know what she was shooting at. She could have shot her kid for all she knew. But it's still a well, like, it's a good suspenseful scene. It, it gave me more of the horror suspense vibes that you got in the first Blade and you got a little bit in the second Blade. I totally agree. I, I really like her character um, and that sequence in particular. It actually reminded me of there's a, uh, a Korean thriller film I watched like a month or two ago uh, about a, a serial killer chasing a deaf woman that does a lot of similar things with showing her out of her element on it and i thought it was really well done through there um uh, although i have a complaint about her characterization as a blind woman coming up but jay before i move on to that scene i did you have did you not like natasha leone's performance here um i i think her performance there is fine and i uh, i generally agree with yours and casey's points about the merits of the scene in that it has some good horror elements and that it, it actually executes some tension interestingly i also think though that they kill a lot of characters off screen to set up something that could have been much yes. more interesting if we would have actually got to see them get killed and they could at least spent... get bum rushed while he's like scary mouth right yeah yeah and they could have spent some time uh making the investing us a little bit more in in natasha leone before we just they basically just introduce her as this super nerdy um blind but incredibly capable uh biochemist and then single mom baby and then she's in this situation and so it's sort of difficult to like it, in some sense it feels like she's a disposable character and so yeah. that, oh, by that the way. ratchets the tension back before we totally move on minor quibble with um the blind character, because I absolutely love her, but why, why, why would she record a video essay to say goodbye to people? She, why would that? Why right. would the visual element? It's not like it's a, me a message to her daughter for when she gets older. It's specifically right. just here's how you wrap up the plot. Why and would a blind person that choose night. a visual medium for that? So that means like either she does that every night before she reads her child a story. Um, okay. <laughs> Your yes. kid's not blind. She can tell you've been crying for 45 minutes in front of your MacBook Pro. <laughs> or it's she told her daughter to go hide, spent 45 minutes filming this. Then her daughter comes back, at which she yells at her to go hide again. And then she walks around the compound and finds everybody dead and is like, yep, suspicion confirmed. 
So, like, every time you hear a noise, you're like, got to go record a blog <laughs> about it. She's just carrying around it. I want to see that where it's just like she hears something drop in the other room. Like, if you're seeing this, I'm already dead, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, five minutes later, okay, it was the cat. It's fine. <laughs> Unless it wasn't, then go back to that first recording, please. <laughs> I want to see it where she's doing multiple takes and, like, someone comes in. She's like, hold on, hold on. I just got to really... I wasn't happy with my delivery in the last one. <laughs> okay. When, after Drake kills her and kidnaps her kid, he crucifies her, blah, blah, blah. Jessica Beale finds her and is like, my friend, my girlfriend, and takes her down. Here's what I want. I want Wesley Snipes. He can dress his blade. It will be a bonus if he does. Yelling at me to use it while I'm crying. Because honestly, like, I that's the energy I needed every time I had to go cry in the freezer at the restaurant. If Wesley Snipes <laughs> would have just screamed at me to use it, I would have like came out there, bust every table, coffeeed everyone, cooked everybody's food, just like everybody can leave. I've got that. Like it was so uplifting and motivating, and I need to write that down for therapy. I'm like, maybe you should try this. Conceptually, use it. <laughs> conceptually, sure. Jessica Biel losing her friend in blade giving her the like palpatine use your hatred speech absolutely works for me the performance that all of the characters involved gave us did not work at all wesley sounds no. like he was trying to order through a drive through speaker just use it supersize it, it. <laughs> supersize it all right we I, I we've rambled on for a while and i probably could ramble on for ages more but we really need to wrap this shit up. So, Jay, let's kick it off with you. Uh, the the unfortunate end of the Wesley Snipes series as Blade. Blade Trinity, would you watch it again? Ooh, I definitely think this is the worst Blade by leagues and bounds. There's just no question Agreed. about it. And we didn't even mention, like, James Remar is in this, and, and he's the uh, like the head of the feds, and he's fine in this. I We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but he, he can be a little bit fun. There's just uh, – it's difficult for me because there are absolutely moments. I love the the car chase scene in the intro. is a lot of fun. There's a badass fight scene with Blade toward the end where he's fighting his way to go fight Dracula. And he yes. is in his armor, and he kicks some fucking ass. And it's incredible. I love it. Um, the, uh, the, the Ryan Reynolds torture scene and cock juggling Thundercut are just iconic. So there's some stuff to really love about Blade Trinity, and mm. there's a lot of stuff to hate. There's too much jammed into it. Why do we fucking kill Whistler again? Why isn't Blade hardly in his fucking own film? I I am just super frustrated by it. And I, I found that the more that I watched it, the more confused I was, the more inconsistent it was with Blade 1 and 2. And, and I don't think that I'm going to go seek it out and watch it again. But it's hard for me to say that I'm not going to watch it again because there's a good chance that it's just going to be on, and I probably will sit down and watch at least some of it again. So, like... No, I'm not going to go out and watch Blade Trinity again. But if it's on, am I going to watch through it? Probably. So I'll let you take that however you take that. Casey, what about you? I need a definite answer from you. you then have I'm going to say no. Right, no, right, I'm yeah. not going to watch Blade Trinity again. I'm going to watch the first two. They're fucking iconic. You, you can't pull the if it's on. It's 2022. None of us have had television in over a Correct. decade. You are choosing no. everything that displays on your screens. No, I will not watch Play Trinity again. Casey, but what about you? 2004's Play Trinity, would you watch it again? I forgot how awful this film is. And coming back and watching this with 2022 eyes, I'm going to have to say Wesley Snipes was right about everything. And I am 100% behind Wesley Snipes, I think everybody just tried to fucking blame it on him and his air quotes diva-ish behavior. Okay, but the man is an incredible actor with a fucking huge portfolio. Yeah, he does re deserve respect and to be left the fuck alone. And also, he's a producer in this movie. His opinion does count, but everybody just wanted to turn this into like MTV makes Blade and Marvel shows up and they ruined everything good about the Blade series. Like Jay said, there was an incredible fight scene at the end where they're storming the compound to go kill the vampires and blah, blah, blah. And I wish we would have talked about that more. But honestly, like, there was so much more to tear apart about this movie. Here's something good. 
we get in close-up crotch scene of Wes- of Wesley Snipes standing up from a chair screaming, and I thought the same thing as I did in 2004 when I saw it. I was like, oh, shit, he's got a boner? Did they, like, <laughs> is that, like, in Crank when he's running around with the boner? And he's, like, looks down and is like, yep, I'm raging hard. Like, thank you for that. Thank you for the Ryan Reynolds torture scene. That is something I will watch on mute because, again, he is insufferable in this film. Also, chill on the fucking eyeliner. You look beady-eyed. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to watch this again. I don't really Ooh. want to, but it is one of those of, like, I can skip to the parts with Wesley Snipes. But, yeah, I just I just want to come out and say I, I'm pro Snipes on this, and I feel like they tried to make him a scapegoat, and I don't fucking like it. Dave? How about you? I'm getting fucking riled up again. I can tell. And I'm just I don't pissed off. Like, don't besmirch Wesley Snipes. I, I, I agree that Wesley Snipes was correct about the script, but I also don't think you can say he's a scapegoat when he refused to participate in the process of the film. Like, As he should have. As he, It wasn't him refusing. It was him voicing his opinion, and they decided to steamroll it when he was supposed to have an equal opinion. So, Dave, don't fuck with me. Would you watch Blade 3 again? I will die on this hill and I will take everyone out with me. I Would I watch it again? I, I will, but no one else should is the answer. <laughs> I, I, yes. th- that's the answer because I really goddamn love the Wesley Snipes Blade films. And so I'm much. going to rewatch one and two several more times, and I'm going to want just a little bit more. Yep. And like, I'm well. And I'm going to decide that I'm willing to stomach Blade Trinity again just to get that little bit more out of it. I fell asleep last night rewatching this for this <laughs> podcast. It's Blade not a good movie. Is the liquor that you give up? You every like once every six months go back to, and you're like, ah, I shit myself in public. This is why I don't drink Jaeger anymore, <laughs> and I don't hang out with that friend group. But you always crave it. I understand you, Dave. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so eventually, I'm gonna want just that little bit more of Blade, and I'm gonna watch mm-hmm. Blade Trinity again, and yes. I'm gonna hate it just as much as I did this time because it's a really Same. bad movie with bad plotting and bad acting, and there's uh, like nothing fun here. But I I want the whip knife. So I'll stomach it again. Oh, my God. So yes. Much. So, yeah, that that's the end of Blade Month for us with two out of three rewatching Blade Trinity and one deciding to leave it behind them. You know you're going to do it, Jay. It's going to happen. Fucking God damn it. That is it for Blade Month. Next month, we're starting off a new theme. And Casey, what are we watching and what's the theme? It's a monster mash. We decided for the spookiest season of the year, we have to bring in monster movies. So next week, I'm going to start with a suggestion that someone who might show up this month gave me a couple years ago, starring Rutger Howard, Split Second. I don't know if any of you have seen this, but it is going to change your life, possibly for the better, and teach you good life skills. In the meantime, check us out on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. Instagram at Casey.cinema, Patreon slash ShittyCinema, or ShittyCinema.com. Check the show notes if you didn't catch all that. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Turn on our UV bow and arrow. And go cut someone like butt off. Huh?